All right. Uh, screen watchers. The screen watchers. The screen watchers. Let's see. To screen watchers, your games cast for all multi-platform news, discussion, and otherwise worthless banter. I am your host, Joe DeClara. I am joined by my friend, the perpetual paladin pulverizing PvP purist, Ryan Skywalker. That's me. That is you. You're, you're dressed for the part right now, currently too, actually. I am. You're a Sith Lord. Would you consider yourself a Sith Lord or a Jedi? Simultaneous. That's not true. It doesn't work like that. If you're simultaneous, you're a liar. It works like that. You're a fool. But my friend recently said uh, a lot of people would say Jedi, but there's no one on Earth, he believes, that there that isn't truly a Sith Lord. I would rather be evil if I had to pick. You would choose to be evil. Mm-hmm. You don't think you would just be inherently evil even if you were choosing to be good? Probably. Why would you be evil? Pretty evil guy. Why are you evil? I don't see you as evil. You, you have the hood. To answer these questions. You have the hood. That's fine. But you're like, I don't know. You're, you're, you're you know, you have, you have, emit a sense of camaraderie a lot. Like we. The, I do try. You I jumped try onto. To do that. You jumped onto the games cast with me. So that was nice of you. It's true. That was a sweet thing to do. You don't understand the thing I'm saying. <laughs> you're just lost. You're like, what is this? It's the video game cast. We're here today. We're going to be talking about the Pokemon 20th anniversary. Most especially, we'll be talking about the Amazon Prime Games discount that has been uh, recently announced. Big news. Yeah. But first, some music. But we have to do a different one every week. Okay. That's, so it. That's your did, department. No, see, I did last week. So okay. this week, it's it's up to you now. Okay. Cantina Band. Cantina, <laughs> no, you can't do Cantina Band. I did that last week. <laughs> You're the music department. You gotta. You gotta yeah, you can, you can muster something up, I'm sure. Some acapella. Let's get into the news. Number one thing we should talk about, the Amazon Prime discount. Where is this right here? Amazon will be, indefinitely, will be offering new games and pre-order games a 20% discount for any pre-orders or new releases for the first two weeks of that game's release. That is crazy. That is such a sweet deal. It's pretty intense. 
I don't know any other company besides you said Best Buy did this. Best Buy has a program. It's like started at like $120 a year and now I heard it's at like $30 a year. Mm-hmm. You can get the same deal. Everyone already has an Amazon Prime. That's the best part about this. That is what's, yeah, the thing is that Amazon Prime is now kind of born into royalty at this point. I didn't realize how big a thing. Do you have a Prime account? I do. I had gotten Prime just knowing that it's free shipping compared. And, and you get Amazon Video which is now awesome with uh, shows like, what's it called? Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Phenomenal show. Show's great. Yeah. So there's that. There's uh, Amazon Music, which I already had Spotify, so it's kind of redundant for me. It's like a lot of things that are popping up that's like, oh, I realize I already had something. Yeah, considering you could just now dropping. everything and only run your life through Amazon. That's I what couldn't, they want you to do. I couldn't possibly drop Netflix, I don't think. Netflix is, I mean, everyone, everyone loves Netflix. Yeah, but like Amazon Video is apparently a thing. And like, yeah. But I don't know. I, can, I couldn't drop it. But anyway, now this is, this is something that if I knew about it, this would be this would be the one thing. Okay, hundred twenty bucks. I would. You're gonna make that money back. Absolutely. Just in like six months, I feel like. A twenty percent discount on a brand new video game. You order new games. So I order don't... new games constantly. You are you are famous or infamous rather, for in in my world <laughs> for for never buy, paying for more than like fifty percent on a game. That's a lot. Fifty <laughs> percent. A lot. I don't. I don't want to do it. You won't buy South Park. I told you South Park was like my 2014 game of the year. Joey, what if I told you that you could have a gaming PC by just pirating every game that you buy fresh? You'd make your money back in six months. That's money that I don't have, though, unfortunately. So we'll we'll have to see. 2017 tax deductible PC game, PC rig with Oculus. Don't worry, we'll get there. But yeah, insanely, I do pre-order most of my games. Not most of my games. Now I've been kind of, after the backlash of 2014, I'm a little more, uh, there's a little more trepidation there. You know, I, I'm not ready to just jump right in unless it's something that I am almost certain is going to be great because of the developer mo- more often than not. I will pre-order games. I almost always buy games that I'm excited for when they're out. Do you sell your games back ever? Lately, no. Almost okay. never. I, I sold back a lot of Xbox 360 games uh, at the time. A lot of really great ones, actually. I sold back Left 4 Dead, Red Dead Redemption, sold back Portal 2. Terrible mistake. That's the thing about Steam. You, you don't have to sell them back. You right. just always have them it's in true. your library. Yeah. You don't even have, you know, like, it's not going to, you're not going to get no tricked into copy. selling them back because they're always just locked onto your account. But now, that's the thing. Like, Steam isn't even that great anymore. It comes out the day of. It's still retail. It's retail price, isn't it? Right. Well, it's always been retail price. Yeah. And then it, it goes down eventually. It goes down astronomically. Yeah. I see things like like Portal 2 for $10. Right. And I mean, at the best of Valve, Valve can just do that because it's their game. But I yeah. mean, other, other examples. on Steam for like $1.99. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guess, those games are crazy. Yeah. But that, that week, I am on the news. I'm excited about a game. The week of. The week of or two weeks after, I could get it for 20% off. See, I didn't even know that. I thought it was only if you pre-order it. No. F- new games. Pre-orders or new games. There's a lot of backlash for the pre-orders. But new games, new releases, if it's new, you can buy it for 20% off that week. That's a crazy deal. I mean, if you're a gamer, you have to have Prime now. You can't, can't not have Unless you have Steam. I don't know about that. 
if you're a console gamer. If you're a console gamer, you almost need to have Prime. But you were mentioning some of the backlash and some of the negatives for this type of service. Well, there's a big movement to not pre-order games. Mm. The idea being that pre-ordering games really incentivizes developers to push out half-done games. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it incentivizes them to make you pay money throughout the next year for content packs for those games. If everyone just stopped pre-ordering, if we had a mass movement of no pre-order, which is happening if you look at Reddit, Mm. the top comment threads on every single post about this Amazon thing, about new games, people were like, once again, don't pre-order a game ever. Stop doing it. You'll make developers shift their attention. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I agree with some of that sentiment. I agree with the fact that, like, yeah, pre-orders are a problem. They do they do incentivize rush games, especially on the publisher's uh, part. They, they will rush developers to just get games out because there's a lot of hype around it. They want to get pre-orders in right away. So I'm definitely for that. I think if this is a, the, the week of sort of thing, that's fantastic. Uh, but it is the pre-order thing. Even with that, pre-orders are still a problem. But the whole concept of, oh, this also incentivizes selling you half the game and then selling the rest of the game as DLC or expansions, I think that's happening no matter what. I think, I think they've found out over the past couple of years, the past few years, that they, people will gladly pay more money for the same game. And they've realized that they were developing games, you know, people were just DLC used to be little story expansions, you know, little parts that were totally separate from the game. Bioshock Infinite, for, for example, totally separate, a, a completely like periphery part of the game. It's not the same story line, sort of. It is connected, obviously, but it is entirely a new experience that wasn't conceived before like during the actual development of Bioshock Infinite, the base game. That's gone now. Now they actually do, yeah, it's mostly the Call of Duty model. They sell you the game, and then the 16 other map packs that that didn't get included with the game. Well, what those people on Reddit would say in the movement is just to not support those games with your money. Don't even buy those games. Don't pre-order, and then if it's obvious that it's a money grab like that, don't, don't buy it at all. Buy it. Yeah, That's yeah. That. I I totally agree with that. You should vote with your wallet. You know, if you if you. But you're weak willed, and you'll never be able to do that. I don't know if that's true. Everyone says not. No one has the fortitude anymore to do that. I I certainly do, especially after the Halo Master Chief Collection, for example. I was a huge Halo nerd. Loved Halo ever since one, uh, and I would buy most of the map packs until around like three or Reach. I decided just to wait because they would become free. You know, it wasn't as um, it wasn't as important as like like Call of Duty, like fifty dollars for your season pass or whatever. Like fuck me twice, why don't you? You know, fifty dollars for a map pack to sixty dollar game. But I did. I'm not sure. I I think that after 2014, all those broken games, especially Halo Master Chief Collection, I learned not to pre-order games. I learned to tell developers, look, this is not okay. Next game, I'm not going to buy, even if it's a great game. A lot of developers are seeing backlash like that. Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed. I don't know how much you know, but like, you know, Assassin's Creed Unity, which was a really broken game. A lot of people had a lot of issues with any on any platform of that game. And it felt very rushed. 
they released Assassin's Creed Syndicate a year later, and it reviewed, you know, it reviewed respectably, but no one bought it. No one cared about it because they were sick of Assassin's Creed and they got bit in the ass last time. Well, that's, I feel like we're verging on three separate issues now. The first one is online connectivity, which is what was happening with the Halo collection uh-huh. and what's happening with the Battlefield games every time they launch. And those are massive online games, and that's a huge problem. Spinning enough, up enough servers to play those games is a brutal cost for these companies, and it's very hard to do that because it's very hard to anticipate how many servers you need for these games. The yeah. second thing, the Assassin's Creed thing, is that the game was just broken, right? When it came out, it was just like the, the single-player game was just physically broken. broken. I mean, that's infuriating. If that happened to me, I would be emailing them every day asking just for my money back. Mm-hmm. That's that totally was what was separate. happening. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if that's... T- I Here's the thing. I think that the idea that you cannot do real stress tests without significant betas on a game like Halo Master Chief Collection or uh, or Battlefield or something like that... I'm not a developer. I don't know the ins and outs of all this, but I think that's complete bullshit just because I saw games like Destiny come out, which was slammed slammed with servers and stuff and they didn't have dedicated servers destiny bungie operated on you know open server they, they didn't have dedicated servers whereas 343 so industries 343 industries i sure i i again i'm not a developer i couldn't possibly get, get big into maybe imagine. they just spent money to make sure it worked that's I mean, the thing though that, yeah but destiny money. sure destiny had destiny had a paycheck from activision 343 had a pe- paycheck from fucking microsoft 343 was de- was built from the ground up in-house at Microsoft to be the Halo company. Now, 343 didn't totally develop Microsoft Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, Microsoft. Master Chief Collection. It was, it was developed and, and uh, it was ported from different uh, development companies. So that could have been part of the issue. But the fact of the matter is the problems that were there were not present in other companies that had the same, if not less, resources. Honestly, it's not even about resources. It's very hard to find people who can do this correctly. It's just a massively complicated problem that we honestly really know very little about. Sure, we don't know a lot and about it. And the idea is that. that when you're going to buy a an online game uh-huh. that's exclusively you're going to play it online, you're going to have to assume that some percentage of the time it's not going to work day one until the servers quiet down. That's just the reality that we live in now. So that brings it back to the issue at hand, day one. Right, day one is just something that gamers in general should be avoiding. Amazon is now pushing for gamers to jump right back into the sack with with day one, you know, except day pat one patches and things like that, for a discounted price. I, not gonna lie, it's really, uh, it's enticing as shit because I do buy games when I'm excited about them, and even if it's not games that are online servers or whatever, it's like games like Uncharted Four. Uncharted Four will be coming out in April. And Uncharted 4 has been delayed multiple times now. I'm severely excited about the game because of Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog has developed a number of incredible games that I've loved that did not have issues, really, as far as I remember. And I fully trust that company to deliver on an excellent product. There's been, you know, issues with, like, you know, way early in development with Uncharted 4, people were... Uh, leaving the project and things like that, but I still trust them to deliver because of past experiences. Okay, one so something question. like that, I would absolutely, 
I would absolutely buy into this Amazon Prime. One question. Does Uncharted 4, is it going to come with a season pass? I don't know. I would never buy a season pass. That's the thing. See, I don't buy season passes. I, never I don't have. understand this phenomenon of season passes for sprawling single-player games. This makes no sense to me. Who bought the Fallout 4 season pass? Like I said. Like, this is a 500-hour game. That, see, but that's... Yeah, that's true. That's and a, you want more content for it out of the box? <laughs> like, you're going to spend $90 that when you buy it? doesn't make any sense. There was, there was a lot of backlash for Witcher 3. Oh, that you, too. Remember, they they were like, the, it was well, hilarious. The, 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 D, the company, the development company, CD Projekt Red, was had said publicly, there will be no DLC packs, no season pass for Witcher 3. We promise. And everyone applauded them for that. And then, come three, two weeks later, they announced expansions. It's like, are you fucking but killing me? Free. Calling the horse. Yeah, now we found out that they're free. But they announced these expansions. And they were saying, and so everyone went crazy thinking like, oh, that's the same fucking thing. They're, you know, paid expansions or whatever. They're free expansions. But they are free expansions. But these, the idea behind this is obviously more geared towards, like I said, Bioshock Infinite and Bioshock and Fallout 3. These single player experiences that are made after the base game is released and made. They, the development company then goes in and creates more content for them. Witcher 3 is being built that way. They're expansion packs. Uh, games like Dying Light, their expansions are being made after release, after the release of the base game. Fallout 4 is probably doing the same thing. That was the thing before. Well, I mean, the Call of Duty expansion pack was always a thing, but that was the thing before. But years ago, I mean, I stuff. bought PC games, and then I would buy the expansion for 30 bucks, and then a year later, I'd buy another $30 expansion. Yeah. The That's season fun. pass is just a way to get you to put your money in beforehand. That makes me mad. I don't want to do it. Nobody wants to. Yeah, every. We definitely are not advocates for the season pass here at Screen Watchers, of course, because no one, no one in their right mind is. So I'm definitely for that. I'm definitely excited by the whole Amazon thing. Maybe I'm incorrect. Maybe the Amazon Prime. All right, let's see. Amazon Prime. I'm sure it's a hundred bucks. It might be one twenty now. Amazon Prime is a hundred bucks, but I'm wondering if. Amazon Prime, new games. I swear it's for the first two weeks on a, upon a new release. You could just at any point at that time. Amazon Prime, members now get 20% off game pre-orders. Dot, 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 ellipsis. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> we'll see. Polygon. Reputable source, if I may say so. The service now offers Prime members a 20% discount on all pre-orders and new releases Amazon announced today. New releases. Amazon defines the new release window, quote-unquote, as the first two weeks after a game's launched. The deal is valid for physical copies, including special editions, but doesn't apply to packages sold as console bundles. Customers won't see the discount, which takes 20% off the list price, not off any existing sale price, until checkout. Amazon is supplying the deal to all existing Prime member pre-orders. Sweet. Just just an incredible deal. Re Unbelievable. So don't pre-order your games. Still don't pre-order them. Put a stamp on that. Screen Watchers. Screenwatchers.com. Patent pending. <laughs> but get right, those new games. Let's move on. Let's go if to the next I'm ready. I'm ready. Don't worry. So what I'm going to do, I'll, I'll edit this later, but I'm going to actually look up these these stories as we go. Next thing I wanted to talk about was the Let's Play trademark. 
You heard about this? Okay. Did you hear about this? I did hear about it. I can talk about that briefly. It seems like a... Uh, we don't have to go extensively on any con thing, you know? It seems Just like a very Amazon. inside baseball type story. All this is going to be... I mean, what are we, what are we talking about here? Oh, we can start talking about games very quickly. We can actually start talking about we games will. that are out. Let us play. I mean, honestly, news is what people want to hear. But we will talk about games, don't you worry. Let's play Trademark. For the wrong reason. I don't like this article at all. Terrible. Polygon. Excellent. <laughs> the United States Patent and Trademark Office rebuffed Sony Computer Entertainment of America's attempt to trademark Let's Play for reasons of consumer confusion, but not because it's the title of many YouTube videos. Rather, there's a similar trademark held since 2013 by Let's Play, spelled L-E-T apostrophe Z Play of Jeez. America. <laughs> A Georgia-based company that organizes a connect and connects video games gamers with online and offline events. So it's too similar to this already patented company that is Let's it's Z Play. I'd be fine if Sony got this trademark. Why the fuck would you be? They fine? would just YouTubers would just call it something else. They would absolutely, but that's it. You don't think that's so like obnoxious of them to just like try I mean that's the same thing listen that is their job to try to own everything this I'm sorry Sony... that's not their job Sony's job is to be at this point the place for gamers for gamers like even by gamers they, it is their job to be the most the baby face of the gaming industry right now because PC is too easy to jump into and too awesome to jump into Xbox is just trying to play catch-up, and P PlayStation can keep them playing catch-up by just being the best company out there. And if you start messing with your, you know, your outlook like that and sticking it to Let's Players and people who support them, like IGN, IGN does Let's Plays, Kinda Funny does Let's Plays, all these people do Let's Plays, and then they would have to be trademarked. They would immediately call it something else and poo-poo PlayStation for doing it. Yeah, but you're Sony. Like, you're trying to get a cash grab here. They're not going to get it, though, are they? Didn't you just say that YouTubers would start calling it something else? They wouldn't make anything else on it. Yeah, except some of them would license that to Sony. Like, the big Absolutely ones. not. Absolutely not. They would not keep Let's Play. They would They would do what all the other cool kids are doing. You know, they're, they're, the thing about these Let's Players, they're... Most of them are very forward and, and open and honest with their community. So the first thing they're going to say is how bullshit this is. So they're not going to license to Sony. They're not going to say it's fine and like pay, pay up front. They would absolutely go... Nintendo tried to do the same thing recently. Yeah. Nintendo ultimately ended up working with the community though, right? Mm -hmm. Because they saw the backlash of it. That's what I think. Yeah, I think it's really crazy to try to get people to stop streaming your games. I mean, that is what is going to sell games. If, Absolutely. If you can, will go on YouTube and do not find someone playing that game, it's going to be very hard to, to make that game purchase. Yeah. Like, you need to see that first, watch a few people play. Imagine if Splatoon was nowhere to be seen on YouTube, you know? It was because the press and YouTubers were huge on Splatoon, 
and they loved it, and they and they posted a lot of it. Did you play Splatoon? I never played Splatoon. I hear it's fantastic. But the fact of the matter is the marketing on that was like, did you see like the commercials and the marketing campaign on that? I it, did. It was literally like out of a, a 90s... Like a joke. Yeah, it was hilarious. So yeah. it, Nintendo was so disconnected with their community and their, their demographic that like they, they had no place to be doing something like that, to be trying to get YouTubers to pay up front 20% of their income for using their games or whatever it was. Insane. So, like, that type of... I don't know. Yeah, I, this I, just seems like legal departments in large companies just running wild. I mean, these departments clearly need to be reined in. There yeah. needs to be some kind of vision. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Just them, like, going for something, not realizing the ramifications. All right, what about this Pokemon 20th anniversary? Do you like Pokemon? I, Ryan, Pokemon is a huge part of my past and my childhood, and that's the extent of how much I like Pokemon. When was the last time you played Pokemon? I know a lot of people I play, know I play, Pokemon play the new Pokemon games, and like, or we'll go back and play the old ones. I actually recently purchased Pokemon Red and Blue from Jesse's store, a store of Fire and Dice in Oceanside. Uh, in, not in Oceanside, in Rockville Center? Valley Street. Lindbergh. Lindbergh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this uh, Gamers Hub... Uh, who guy Jesse who repairs uh, NESs and and game Game Gear cartridges or whatever you could throw at him, he had repaired these and and replaced the batteries to these two games, Red and Blue. Those were my childhood. Those were my past. I bought them. I bought one for Kyle, my brother, who uh, it was his birthday and he's huge on Pokemon. Plays every Pokemon that comes out every year. Doesn't play a lot. I'll tell of you this: ones. beat Pokemon Blue, never switched Pokemon exclusively used Squirtle, who eventually evolved into Blastoise. Never switched Pokemon. Never used to. You... Beat the game. You you have a very masochistic way of playing video games, though. I do. Yeah, like, you must have really suffered on some of those gyms. I'm sorry. I never found Flare. Uh-huh. I walked through the Dark Dungeon <laughs> trial at all. What's it? That was Mount... Mount Moon? Yeah. Yeah. It was brutal. It took me multiple hours. That's incredible. You're you are a masochist for just challenges and things like that. It's incredible. Hardest difficulty. Every skip time. all the tutorials. Never read them. Incredible. Well, basic news was that uh, Nintendo was releasing uh, the red and blue and yellow version of Pokemon, the original Pokemon Game Boy games on Virtual Console. I am supremely excited. I already bought red and blue for my game. Like I have one of my uh, you know old school uh, bit stations, you know, that can play cartridges from SNES, NES, uh, Sega Genesis, things like that. You can play Game Boy games. What are you doing now? Checking uh, we, out Rick and Morty. We gotta talk about Pocket Morty. <laughs> Alright, well, we're gonna talk about Rick and Morty. I was just saying, I'm definitely getting yellow, because that combines the two. And it's obscenely expensive. It's like $100 for a yellow version. Ridiculous. Okay. I never played yellow, only played blue. Right. Never got red. I played blue, too. Got to... 149 Pokemon didn't get 150. I did play... I played Silver Version, which came out after that. Never played one extensively again. I will play... I will watch Rick and Morty in a second. I understand. It's fantastic. It's Pokemon. I understand. We're going to get there. But uh, what I loved about Silver Version of Pokemon was that it's such a great metaphor. <laughs> You're obsessed. <laughs> I did play Gold. I, I didn't beat it, though. Silver was much. incredible because by the end of it, after you face like the Elite Four and stuff, there was still endgame that needed to be done besides catching all the Pokemon. You had to find the players, the Pokemon trainers, Blue, 
and red. They were literally the people, the, the Gary-esque character from Pokemon Blue, and then you as Pokemon Red. And it there's cool. this there's this awesome meme that's out there. So it's like it shows like gold version Ash or whoever it is your main protagonist, and then like red version Ash. And it says like, uh, says something like, work hard and like fight for your dreams until your idols become your rivals. Okay. And that's literally what happens in that game. You fight in silver version or gold version until you face essentially yourself or like the, the your predecessor from blue and red version. kind of wish I finished it, but I, I got bored. Severely shallow game, like ups, insanely lesser than like Final Fantasy or Chrono Trigger, which you should still play, by the way. Final mm. Fantasy VI at the very least. But incredible, so incredible you know experience for children. The newest versions of Pokemon that are coming out for the DS where you have to breed Pokemon together. You always could breed Pokemon together. So well, the, gold, so it's gold. In the newest version, I don't know a lot about it, but in the <laughs> very newest version, all I know is I saw a guy on Facebook who was posting an ad, and he's like looking for a male breeder to breed with. Apparently, people the, are online. In these newest Pokemon games, you need to find very particular combinations to get the best like Pokemon come out. So this guy's like looking for a male <laughs> to breed. Posting on Reddit, looking for a male. I didn't know. I don't know. Maybe you can get deep into these mechanics, but I swear... No, the new Pokemon... I mean, this guy who was posting, he was on my Facebook feed. He was, like, ranked, like, number one in the world for battles. So you can... There's, like, an eSports, like... Really? An eSports community for Pokemon games. Yes, and it's really big. I swear they're not deep enough games. They are because... I swear there aren't even enough stats, I thought. There actually are so many stats from what I've heard in Pokemon. I never got deep into them, but people tell me that Pokemon is, like, incredibly deep. I couldn't imagine. We can bring on a Pokemon expert. I know a few yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get one in, for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring a Pokemon expert in one week. We'll get them talking to us. I just can't get over the baby talk. Like, they've gotten the dialogue and stuff. Like, it's just gotten... Like, I played X and Y. I played X. Kyle, my brother, like, that's the only reason why I play because my brother plays it. And it's literally, like, just like, oh, we're best friends. Oh, Pokemon are friends. Oh, you love your Pokemon so much. I want to vomit, you That's know? Annoying, annoying yeah, couldn't even, couldn't even fathom it. Out this week, a lot of games coming out this week, Ryan. I, uh, I want to get this to be a segment, but we could just jump into it because you're excited about one of these games. Rick and Morty. This is a Pokemon skin. <laughs> this is the most... So this if you have an Pokemon, iPhone... The most recent Pokemon Or game. an Android device... And you like Rick and Morty, which is probably the best show on television right now. Mm. You gotta download this game. It's just a Pokemon clone, hilarious. Probably one of the best games to come out this year. IGN panned it though. They said it was a shallow Pokemon game. IGN, you know, I'm sorry. IGN is made of people, just like everyone else. You know, IGN said that what's it called? That uh, everybody's gone to the Rapture. This walking simulator, quote unquote was, you know, just too slow and, like, obtuse and, like, the mechanics were silly and it was, like, not a game. People, you know, they're people. So, I, you know, I don't believe that. Someone else says that Rick and Morty is the best game of 2016. Very well, maybe. <laughs> what's, what's great about Rick and Morty? I mean, it's just a Pokemon clone. I played a few hours of it. Not that much yet. Mm-hmm. But you have to do everything that you do in Pokemon, but it's super simplified. So, wait, it's capturing... Mortys. Mortys, yeah. Capturing and... Like, uh, there's all these variety of Mortys. The Mortys are broken down to 
rock, paper, and scissor Mortys. So we were just finished talking about how silly, how shallow Pokemon is. But now you're all about It's Rick more and Morty. shallow, but I love Rick and Morty. There you go. And you yeah. would love Rick and Morty too if you were So I, I watch Rick and Morty. Maybe I'll like this game. Other games coming out uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles, India. Uh, there's a trilogy of Assassin's Creed games to like 2D, 2.5D games, Assassin's Creed style. They're terrible. Assassin's Creed India came out. Uh, Have you ever played? I did not play them, but I've heard they're terrible. Gone Home, the, again, quote unquote, hate this term, but walking simulator. Very famous played from about Fulbright. 10 minutes of Gone Home on my PC. Really? Didn't continue, jumped into a Counter Strike match. There, there you go. Gone Home, apparently it's all about the payoff, like the like the story. It's a short game. I've heard half, hour and a half to two and a half hours of gameplay, and then you're done. It was pretty good. It's the payoff of the, of the story. Again, it's a quote-unquote walking simulator, so it's not about the gameplay. It's about the narrative. These walking simulators are really going to be good in VR. Like, they are designed for VR. That is the thing, isn't it? Like, it, a lot of the things that annoy me the most, I get severely frustrated in first-person games where, like, I'm in enclosed spaces, especially, like, Fallout 3. I would literally get, like physically frustrated like when I'm like messing around with inventory and things like that in like an enclosed space and looking for loot I literally would have to put the controller down and be like I can't st- stand playing this anymore because like I'm just like cringing just like I can't like be in this enclosed area VR you just take away that stupid controller and like you know joystick span- panning around the camera thing a mouse might have solved that problem for me but Honestly, you put that VR helmet on my head, I'm sure it'll just be second nature immediately. We'll see. When you buy your PC this year and you get the Oculus. 2017, tax deductible. Gone Home's coming to consoles. Assassin's Creed India, we said that. Uh, That Dragon Cancer. I don't know anything about this game. You were just checking out something. I watched the trailer. Yeah. Seems pretty depressing. It literally looks like a game about a child. About cancer. cancer. That's the thing, though, Ryan. Like, that's be yeah, prepared. But I don't watch depressing movies or read depressing books. So, like, you don't the, read depressing books. Don't. You've never read like The Road or no. Angela's Ashes no. or or like Schindler's List. No, I never have. I would stay away from it. It's depressing. Where does your life is your life so horrid that like you can't stand to have any more depressing things in it? It's not. I just don't <laughs> want to do those. You're things. ridiculous. Ridiculous. This is the future. It's the highest art form. Come is is will be video games. I'm telling. I agree. See, but you again, you're like a PvP purist. I chose that that pseudonym for that title for a reason. I am because your your main mantra is video games are for competitive entertainment. Well, competitive entertainment is what I like to spend my time doing. Mm-hmm. Either if it's over a chessboard or a video game. Mm-hmm. Same thing. What do you think of like the concept? I've been I've been on this just in my own mind, and you know some of my writing, for some time. The idea that like there are video games, and then there are these non-games, which I don't love the term, but there are these things that aren't video games, but because they're on PS4 or they're I've heard on them Steam. Trans games. How do you feel? Trans like <laughs> It's topical. It's good. Ah. Anyway. So what are you saying? Dragon cancer. <laughs> Fight that dragon cancer. That dragon cancer. I like that name, though. Then That is a sick name. Everyone at home watch the trailer for Dragon Cancer. Tell me if it's a game you'd like to play. I, I'm excited. If, if it is about what I think it's about, I, I would like to play it. 
I like cancer. I like stories. I, I like love good stories, stories too, but I like stories. I love are... my Mega Man. I love my Mario. I love Rocket League. You know, I love my ludological like gameplay, Twitch skill or strategy specific games. But I also am loving the, you know, this this revolution of this. I love stories too, but I want to see the Game of Thrones level story. I want to see the space opera mm-hmm. set in a game. I don't want to see like the small time child has cancer story. I don't want to deal with that. Game of Thrones is kind of an anomaly in in the TV and books too though. Maybe not book series. But like for the quality it is and how expansive it is very unique. You know, even in where it's at now. And you want that in games. Like, it's pretty hardcore. I don't know if that exists, honestly. Yeah. A lore, a game lore there is, but like that's that high quality and that it, ah, I feel like that Game of Thrones isn't that high quality. I mean, it's cool. Game of Thrones is incredible. I'm sorry. It's I understand. Like you know, you get your episodes, you get your actors that aren't so great, but like how expansive it is and how many moments of great character moments. You just have Tyrion and Jaime in the jail oh, listen, cell together. Game of Thrones is great, and that's the thing. I want games to have character moments that are that good. They do. Play Final Fantasy. Play Final Fantasy. Any Final Fantasy. Is a button clicking simulator. I am sorry. Final Fantasy has got some of the greatest stories you've ever heard, game or not. Play Final Fantasy VI and then come back a changed man and get on this podcast. We'll give you a new name. Consider it. (laughs) Anyway, Oxenfree is also coming out. I'm very excited about it, but I can't pretend I'm gonna. I have anything to say on it. I'm just. I only heard a developer interview about it, and it seems like kind of what we've been talking about. A, a seamless blend of gameplay, gameplay and story. And if they do it well, I mean, it's another one I have of no things. idea what the gameplay is about, honestly. So it is, I'll explain it this way, it's a game that is a movie. The entire thing is one long cutscene. And you interact with it by pressing buttons. And that changes the way the game plays out. So they said they wrote 22,000 lines of dialogue for this game and recorded them. And it ends in multiple different ways. It branches in different ways. And the story is a coming-of-age story. So you start this girl, her brother... Don't give me too much story, because I literally know nothing. And right. well, I've only entered basics. so many games with that like blank slate. That's and So the basics good. is you start this girl on this girl. You are this girl. Her brother died. Which like happens basically before the game. Sure, I understand. And she trust- gets a new stepbrother. And that is your world. You're interacting with this new person. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm ready. Tomorrow. We'll give you a review for it. Sweet. Screenwatchers.com. Patent pending. <laughs> Full review. And uh, other games, I, I don't remember. Uh, I think that's all we have for this week. And Rick and Morty. Obviously, the Pokemon simulator. Other than that, that's pretty much it for the news. Except some late news. Analyst expects NX to be details to be released in mid-May, and Ooh, then the to new be Nintendo un- console. The n- Nintendo I'm console. thinking I would love to own the Wii U, but if they're just going to come up with a new console, mm-hmm. it's rough. It's pretty grim. And, they, and when Nintendo, do you think Zelda is going to come out? Here's the, the thing: question. I'm very concerned about Zelda. Is it going to be an NX? Title? If Zelda, here's they're going to Twilight Princess Zelda. Really? So yeah, absolutely. It's it's they're all but to, confirmed right? at this point. Everyone who said no, it's not happening. Uh, I mean, people in the press, things like that, 
has everyone has jumped ship on that, but they're like, absolutely, they are going to port it to NX. Zelda is not going to come out for any console in 2016. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was supposed to come out last year. They pushed it clearly for NX. My my thought, so you know, thousand dollar bet, right? My my little uh, bold prediction: NX is slated to come out fall of 2016. Gets delayed. It's an NX exclusive title, and they fuck all of us for getting our Wii U's. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty grim. I mean, Hardcore. the Wii U. The the my problem is the most important Nintendo game, and probably the most important game. It's Super Smash Brothers. Oh, shut up. Yeah, I'm grabbing so, my Zelda Majora's Mask no console. If there's no launch Smash for NX, like, who really cares about it? Your thoughts? They will, they will be... Here's the thing. We don't know what NX is. No one knows what NX is. And that's insane, one. And two, opens up everything. One thing Nintendo's been good at and and for Nintendo to be good at, that means like they were bad at as far as everyone else's good at things. They their virtual consoles is pretty great. You know, they get the right games on there, mostly. And they're all available to you. Unfortunately there's no cross buy system with the three D S and the Wii U, which is concerning. I'd like to believe in my future, whatever the NX is, you know, whether it's your uh, it, it's your like gimmick of motion controls for the Wii or some tablet thing, you know, whatever the gimmick is. You know what the gimmick is going to be, right? A lot of people it's say it's going to be a VR. Cross... VR? No. Yeah, I think I, so. And absolutely not. I think that if unless Nintendo they are pulling. Here's the is thing: even paying a little bit of attention, I think that the NX has to come out with like a headset. If anything, it would be AR. At least some kind of headset. V. Okay, mm, maybe. I think. I think they're thinking past that, honestly. I think they want... they want Nintendo to... has not been thinking past things for 10 years. They're following <laughs> the trend. They have a shitty tablet that came out multiple years after the iPad. Feels like a Fisher-Price thing, yeah, insane. The, the thing with the NX is I don't know what it's going to be. A lot of people have ideas. A lot of people, a lot of people used to think it was a cross-platform thing where they were combining mobile with home console. It's a home console. You can HDMI it to your screen, then pick it up and go. Right? That's absurd. I don't like That's that. absurd. I can't imagine it being possible. Here's what I want to do. Hold on. My idea, essentially, is maybe not that, but they will find a way to get every Nintendo game to be available anywhere, essentially. That is not going to happen. I don't know. Not anywhere... Not not consoles, not on not every Xbox, Nintendo system. On every Nintendo system, sorry. That's not gonna happen. Here's why: the virtual console, they're releasing them as fast as they can. It's not like they have the virtual consoles all set up, and you could just they could just launch every game overnight if they want to. I'm sorry, they but, could because no, we do it all the time with pirating. I'm sorry, they could. No, what they they about? want them to work well, so they code them like they re-edit things to be specifically good for that system that it launches on. Like, when I pirate a game they are and I do it in an emulator, it's, like, shitty. Like, sometimes sure. like, you don't see a wall. Like, things are just not perfect. Sure, I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not Nintendo holding back. It's Nintendo it requires effort to do the virtual console. Nintendo definitely has a reputation since the NES for having significant, incredibly high standards for anything that they put out. Which has, but except for their been, marketing, but ex- yeah, there. The only thing that Nintendo ever has going for them is their software, except last year. 
Last year was horrendous. Well, except for the Wii. But you have to realize, like... The Wii U. The original Wii, I mean... The that... original Wii, a lot of shovelware, a lot of terrible games, yeah. This past year for the Wii U, terrible games. So third parties have just abandoned Nintendo completely. It's, it's pretty yeah, it's been, been the, ser- the story since the Wii U. But that's what Here's what I would do if I was Nintendo, and you can cut this whole segment from the podcast, but this is my genius idea. I think this is what would work. They need to go to Apple and be nope. like, and be nope. like, listen, not happening. Nintendo is no longer going to make hardware. The They're new, making hardware. New they, they, Apple they, product. They are literally Listen. Fun, this is what I would do if I was Nintendo. Manufacturing starting in June, they said. I would go to Apple and I would say every MacBook, every iPad, every iPhone sold is going to come with a free Mario game. Now we're going to produce. That's we are going to be was. your first party games company. Nintendo, all their studios are going to work for Apple, and you're going to be able to buy Mario, Zelda. Every big Nintendo franchise is going to be exclusively on Apple. Do you seriously think this is going to happen? That would be what I would do if I was. Oh, that's Nintendo. what you would do. I understand. That would be my plan. And I, I don't basically, don't all do you're that. saying is basically do, that you would drop hardware and go into software. No, I would partner with Apple and have them do all of my hardware. Apple's a terrible person to do gaming hardware. They don't do gaming hardware ever. What are you talking about? Okay, you they can have run, a gaming platform. You can run Mario t- on an iMac. Yeah. Every iMac sold would be a Mario machine. Every iPhone, they would Apple would have a first-party gaming company. You just uh, you're just telling you're just saying they're going into software though. You, you, whoever they partner with is with is whatever. It could be PlayStation, it could be Xbox, it could be whoever. But they you're could just also, choosing Apple. But you're saying that they should go into software. A lot of people have been saying that forever. I'm not saying they could go to software. The deal could be much more complex than that. They could release an Apple Nintendo branded home console. They're not going to partner up for uh, hardware. That that won't happen in a hundred years. They're going to release their last bit of hardware right now, and then after that, this is like this is shit or get off the pot. If this thing bombs. It, and if it's not something phenomenal, it will. And if they don't support third party, then they will. If this thing bombs, they're going into software. That's just what's happening. Everyone acts like they got $15 billion in the bank. They could go for as long as they want making crap consoles. That's not true. They, they employ people. They employ hundreds of thousands of people, you know? Like but doesn't the Wii U make them money every single one they sell? That's been Nintendo's no, whole Nint- MO Nintendo, for years. The, the Wii U sold $10 million 10 million units lifetime. Right. That's But terrible. the idea is the That's Wii terrible. U... That's terrible. The Dreamcast did better. Right. But the Wii U makes money on every console they sell, whereas, like, the Xbox is losing money on every Xbox they sell. I don't know if that's... We don't know if that's true. Nintendo's only thing they got for, going for them is they are old enough that they'll just release their numbers, and they release great software. Otherwise, they are just... They are an insane... A group of insane old people. So do you think the NX is going to fall 2016? No. Yeah, I think that that's what they're aiming for. I don't know if that's what happens. Because all they do is go like back on their they word. They just released all they the do Wii is, U. Yes, they did. Absolutely. It seems like it was like last well, the Wii U, It's been like five years. Well, though, the right? Wii U is is dead in the water. They're, they're absolutely... They started backpedaling on the Wii U the moment... It it did bad their first fiscal year. Well, the Wii U is just an absurd. They backpedaled from choice. eight million units sold to two point three million units sold first fiscal year. They that yeah. right at that moment, Iwata, bless his soul, he's you know right, may he rest in peace. Iwata was probably like, back up, new console, four years on this thing. That's but all they, we got. They 
made a console with a tablet and then never really thought about how to integrate the tablet even into their first-party games. Not, I heard on Mario um, Mario Kart, you the tablet, the, they have an entire tablet, and it is just a horn. That yes, is just so that's silly. That's one of the things. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think what really happened was they had ideas, and they backpedaled on everything. I bet you they had Zelda... Like, they, they're, one of the main plans was probably Zelda Inventory. You saw that in Zelda Wind Waker. You didn't play any Wii U titles. So Zelda Wind Waker remake they made. Great game. Amazing game. One of the best, possibly best Zelda game. Uh, I swear Majora's Mask is my baby, but Wind Waker possibly... Played Wind Waker for about 30 minutes. There's a lot of dialogue. It's fucking, it's fucking Zelda. What do you expect? Zelda's a ton of dialogue. dialogue. Zelda is a ton of dialogue no matter what, even if it's useless, except for Zelda 1. Never read it. It was very hard to find things as a kid because I refused to read the dialogue. I understand. You're, you're a terrible gamer. And so they really did a great job with the inventory. You could just swap out, just as you would expect a tablet to work with an yeah. inventory system. Thanks. Really good. Nothing crazy, mind-boggling, like, you know, industry-changing, and that's the problem. And also the problem was no third-party well, support. holding it up to the screen was supposed to be a big thing. You could, like, zoom yeah, in on a sniper AR, or, like, not shoot AR. an arrow or something. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, that was part of the Wind Waker thing, but just not attractive. You know, not something people want to do. Not the next big thing, right? But Mario Maker, I swear, was an idea that was set up to be a launch title game. And then just Nintendo always takes too long for their games to come out. They... I, anyway, Mario Maker is literally exactly what the Wii U gamepad should have been made for. It's perfect. It works seamlessly. You can make a fucking game. You could drop anything anywhere in a level. Press one button, and instantaneously it works. And that's what's great about Nintendo anyway. Their games always work. But it's just perfect. How much it's are these gamepads going for? I might just buy game, one, try the, to hook it up to my PC, and play not, Wii not U games on my PC. Not how it works. But I hacked the Wii U, the Wii, the original Wii, to be able to play on my PC. I, you, I had I, a motion sensor, and mm, I had the remotes, and I was playing I games that, on my PC. I don't know if that's true. And honestly, it would probably be just just as worth it to just buy a Wii U. Because they probably sell for like 200 bucks. No, but then I can pirate all of the games, so <laughs> I don't have to pay for any of the games. There's not enough games that you'd want. Mario Maker is not piratable right now. I can guarantee you that. I bet you anything. Is I'm not sure if the Wii U um, software is out to run on PC yet, but it will be out soon. Okay. Be able to do the, the Mario Maker is not piratable, and that's all that really the gamepad is worth in, in my mind. And Splatoon, apparently. There were no other good games for it, though? For the gamepad specifically? Like, functionality? Not at all. No, that was it, man. Like, here's the thing. Minecraft came out. Right? Minecraft finally came out for Wii U. A fucking oh, right. solid. A solid for the Wii U, right? Like, every the game that every child is fucking playing. Yeah. Wii U is a child's fucking console. Came out. You can't use the gamepad for anything. Oof. You can't use it to swap out your inventory. You can't use it like an iPad, which is doing it forever, to actually just tap where the blocks are going to go. What the That's fuck the are they doing with this? Yeah, Nintendo's really just blowing it. Clearly, no, they're bozos. No, they're, blowing they're not bozos. They clearly were just like, fuck this thing, it's dead in the water. Three years ago, they said this. They're like, three years ago, fuck it, don't even touch it. Get these games out the door, maybe. Some of these games, well, maybe. Well, if that's true, Zelda, then... I, I would not be shocked if Zelda no, no, no. Wii U doesn't come out. If They've that's been calling true, it Zelda Wii U, then it Zelda Wii U is not coming out. 
if that is the narrative no, of it's Nintendo, coming out, it's not be... coming out for Wii U. It's going to come out for the next system. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Zelda Wii U, which has been the working title But they got to push it for Wii U. They're just, it's just free money for all the people who bought Wii U and have been They've literally been... Star Fox was delayed till this year. It's coming out in April. And Zelda was delayed before Wait, that's that. not even out yet. Yep, no. It was supposed... Oof. They did Nintendo. this whole... Inter- incredible. They went like they were like ha 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 ha. They think they're they think they're so smart. Well, all these games are coming out. Then they delayed Zelda and then they delayed Star Fox to the fall so that th- that would be their big fall game, right? They delayed that again to April. April of this year. After we think the NX is going to come out. April, no. We think the NX is coming out. Oh, right, right. Not April next year. Q3. No, no. April this year. So Star in a few Fox. months, Star Fox is going to be a Wii U title. Yes. Do you think that game's going to be good? No. It's going to be a bad game? Yes. My, it looks like it should have come out about 10 years ago. I'm not ta- right. I'm talking about as a follow up to Star Fox 64. Not as a 2016 game. There were other games that came out after Star Fox 64. No, won't be. It'll be. Maybe on par with that, but for the time, and no, not as good. It's just Nintendo's been really dropping the ball on their games lately. Mario Tennis came out. It was awful. Horrendous. Really? Yeah. You played it? No, but everyone reviewed, everyone who reviewed it, it was universally said. I love Mario Tennis. It was Tennis. terrible. Mario Tennis for N64 is a phenomenal game. Play it and all for GameCube, I played it. It's good. I have played it for GameCube. I heard it was good. This was terrible, apparently. There's no, like, modes. There's just play tennis. Oh. Yeah. Like, like seriously, just not really putting 100% into their games right now. Waiting for the NX. That's what they're doing. A Mario game will come out for the NX. A Zelda game, the Zelda Wii U game will come out for NX. Maybe only NX. That's the story with Nintendo right now. I'm personally not too excited about a new I, Zelda game. It would have I to, am be, always it would have to do something really interesting for me to be excited. I played Twilight Princess... For on my PC for an hour, it was boring as hell. Twilight Princess was some of the greatest dungeons, not the greatest overworld, and a really, really slow intro with the being a wolf and stuff. I can't get past the Zelda intros. I mean, as a kid, I did. I you used to love them. Zelda. I don't understand. I ground through the intros as a kid because I was a kid and I didn't have anything else to do, so we just played. Right when you bought a game, that was your game. You had to play. And then it. once you get into the meat of Zelda, it's great. Yeah, it sure but the is. beginnings are just really brutal. That's always been the thing with Zelda. I happen to like a lot of them. I like Ocarina of Time's intro. But all of I hate them. it. The Dooku Tree? The Dooku so, Tree is the, the first owl, temple. It's a temple. The owl talks to you for so long. Yes, the owl is... That is unacceptable. Shut the fuck up. It's like, I am a child. I don't read this much for school, even. Incredible. I'm not going to read for the video game. Ryan, that's it for the news. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we'll talk about our topics of the week and what games we've been playing.
just cause, just cause it's brutal doesn't mean it's a bad experience. I don't understand that sentiment. I don't like. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying a lot of times I'd rather watch Game of Thrones because it's sweet. <laughs> Game of Thrones fucking brutal as well. Like I don't understand. Like Game of Thrones, some fucked up shit goes down. Ned's dead. Ned's dead instantaneously. Yeah, that was a sweet scene. That was so cool. It was cool. It really confounded your expectation. Like, you thought he was the main character. Yeah, you sure did. Huh. I sure did. That's what I thought. Yeah. Then they killed him. I stopped thinking that he was the main character after that. Oh. <laughs> I'll play Gone Home, but... Probably after I play a few rounds of Counter-Strike. Then you'll never play Gone Home. That's the whole point. This is a good time for me for games. I like this. This is the slowdown. Like, the, the fall games are done. The winter games are pretty much done, you know. Like, this is, like, slow down with some indies. Like, Oxenfree's coming out tomorrow. Super psyched for that. I'm currently reviewing Halo 5. We gotta play Oxenfree together, because I will never play that alone. I don't like playing these, like... I like just immersing myself in those experiences. I would love to watch you play Oxenfree after I finish Oxenfree. Right. I love watching people react. Like, Bioshock Infinite, Bioshock Infinite, Bioshock's got twists at the end normally. But here's the thing. Right? I would never I watch Schindler's List. If I were to do it, it would be with a friend. Okay. So, like, I'm not going to watch by some yourself. crazy, like, sad movie by myself. Okay. Okay. All right, so I just... I just have to hold your hand through all these no, sad, disgusting moments. <laughs> no, if I'm alone, I'm grinding out matches of Counter-Strike. Like, that's what I'm going to do in my free time. I understand. But, like, you know, Gone Home's two hours. Schindler's List is a million hours long. Schindler's List is rough. I'm not going to lie. The thing is, like, video game hours I see differently, right? Obviously, because you're existing in it. Where Schindler's List, like... Whew, that is brutal. It's three hours of, like, brutality. I'm, I'm not watching Bruce Singles List every fucking weekend. The other thing about games is that I don't really enjoy looking for things. Like, if I'm in a game and it's a lot of it is searching, I'm, like, very unlikely to continue. Like, I need to be in a very particular mood for, like, searching. This is one what, Give me an example. Where you're, like... Searching is... So the entire game of Gone Home is you're trying to basically investigate Clues, what yeah, happened. yeah, I got that It's vibe. a searching situation. Sure. And I, almost any single-player game, if I'm, like, you don't like puzzles? trying to navigate the level, I'm, I like, do get frustrated with stuff like that sometimes. I am not looking to search in my free time. Like, if I want to work on a searching puzzle, I want to do it with a friend collaboratively, where it would be, like, I'm stuck here. All right, what do you think? But I'm not looking to, like, in my free time... Waste your time looking for something. Look for stuff. You don't like puzzles? I do like puzzles sometimes. But I like doing them with people. It's like, like a puzzle game you like. It's like a video game. Single player video I game. I can't really puzzle. think. I mean, the only one I think of is really Zelda. Zelda. And but I would always play that with Ross, my friend, growing up. Yeah. We would both think about the. I would be the active player. I'd be the one hitting you, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you guys. He would, would be, be backtracking the puzzles in the background and like. We'd both be solving them, but I would be the one like. I played most of my Zeldas just on the on my own, or, or yeah, with my cousin. I played a lot of my Zelda games actually. I played Ocarina of Time. I uh, very unfortunately uh, experienced a lot of it with him, you know, and he had already. But uh, but no, but like the good parts, like going to in the future. Well, when you got Ocarina reveal, of Time, I remember I came over here when we were kids. I don't know if you remember this. 
beat all the way up to the water temple in about two hours. Really did a speed run of Ocarina of Time. I do remember that. I remember that. That save got destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, that that didn't last very long. Literally, you left a traumatic experience. Like, one of us had turned it off and, like, did the jiggle. Oh, my God. And gone. All of that. You should have invited <laughs> me back over. I thought I had, like, accomplished a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Huge disaster. Ended up beating it about, like, four years later. Still never beaten it. Still what? stuck on you the water temple. You never beat it? Oh, my God. The water temple. I mean, the water temple was brutal back then, but it was but it's beatable. Totally beatable. It's just your those keys are just everywhere, and, like, it's really hard to keep track. It's just a searching game. I'm not... I yeah, the Water Temple's just, like... I remember Water Temple being held up as, like, one of the hardest temples. Looking back, I'm just like, it was just really tedious and hard, but, like, hard to keep track of everything. It's not good. It's a terrible temple. Something about Water Temples. Like, my favorite game of all time, Majora's Mask, the Water Temple in that one, the Great Bay. It's horrible. Horrible temple. Yeah, so Every- the, thing, the thing is, Oxenfree, I'm excited for it because I think the gameplay, from what I've heard about it, the gameplay could be so integrated into the experience. What I'll do is I'll beat Oxenfree tomorrow. I'll try. I'm hoping it gets an early release, but I'm sure it'll be like 3 o'clock because that's normally how it works. It's 10 hours. The, the length came out. It's a 10-hour game. It's a 10-hour game? 8 to 10 hours. Fuck off. 22,000 lines of dialogue. I'm not talking to you. Well, I mean, I figured that would be branches of dialogue that, like, you could do. Like, 22,000 lines of dialogue in, like, a severely branching world translates to me as, like, a two hour game. <laughs> you yeah. know? No, that's a lot more than you think. I, I guess think so. 22,000 is, yeah, absolutely. I mean, insane. All spoken. Maybe I'll play Gone Home and then I'll invite you over because that's at least, maybe at the very most three-hour game, probably. Yeah. So I'll finish that early in the morning, already have it on my PS4, invite you over, we do a little, we do a Let's Play of Gone Home. It'll be great. Fantastic. Mm. Ryan, let's get into the topics. So, what I thought we would do, obviously, is jump into, uh, now our, you know, thoughts on gaming in general, things like that. Just something that we want to talk about. It could be pertaining to the week or pertaining to the year specifically. Or it should just be, you know, video game philosophies or ideas in general. So I was interested in finding out your history as a video gamer. You and I grew up in the same neighborhood in the same town. So we we've did exactly what we're doing now for as long as I can remember, uh, intermittently. Like, it, you know, video game conversations in recess, everyone was playing tag, me and you were literally pacing around. I remember this vividly. Talking about video games. Talking about the GameCube. You explaining to me that the GameCube would be better than all the other consoles. You were horrendously wrong, by the way. But <laughs> it was better by far. <laughs> it was, it had high caliber quality games, probably. It was more powerful than the PlayStation, though. That was my argument at the time. Right. And it was more graphically intensive. And there are some games on the... Was it, though? Yes. And there's some... Nintendo, besides that, it's besides... Yeah. If you go back and play Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube, that game is it was still a incredible. Game, sure. Yeah. It was... You, you played it on the GameCube. That's how you did it. I... Okay. But, yeah, the... The... The history of your gaming experiences takes kind of a Jesus situation in my book i knew like your beginnings and then just for 10 years we don't know what the fuck you did yeah so i was wondering if you could just give us a nice little abstract 
of of your of my gaming, gaming history. history. Not gaming history, like you know. Game I'm gonna go through game. the whole gaming. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I never owned a NES or Super NES mm-hmm. or a. NES is the greatest console of all time. Any console in that generation. My first console was a Nintendo 64. I played the NES, a Super NES, and a Genesis. I played frequently played the Genesis at my friend's house mm-hmm. growing up. Who was this? Uh, some kid who I've lost touch with. A preschool type situation. A preschool type situation. Or even after that. Maybe, Jesus. I, don't I think know. it was preschool. I have one memory of preschool, and it was when I first acknowledged what my name was. I swear. <laughs> Something like that. Right. This was, I played a lot of Genesis during that time. I played a lot of NES at, or SNES at a family friend's house. Mm-hmm. But I finally got a Nintendo 64. And I was not able to acquire more than maybe one game a year. Yeah. I was locked into maybe like, I had four or five total Nintendo 64 games that I played the hell out of. I had Star Fox. Mm-hmm. I had the Star Wars game. The Star Wars game, Shadows by the way. Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, fantastic game. Incredible game. Actually, based on one of the books in the Star Wars I got, Expanded Universe. I got the game for, I got the game made by the same developing, development company. They made Pod Racers, great game. Mm-hmm. Shadows of the Empire, incredible game. And then Battle for Naboo, horrendous game. Horrendous. I got that game. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. So, so I got the Star Wars game because I heard overheard people talking in third grade about this new Star Wars game. Ran home, said I need this for Christmas. Got that game. I got Donkey Kong 64 with the expansion pack. Rough. Played rough. the hell out of that game. Rough game. Played a lot of that game. Terrible. That's the game that I learned I can't complete everything. It was too much. <laughs> it took, it took Donkey Kong 64. The collectathon so to brutal. end, literally to end all collectathons. It Donkey was Kong 64. The most brutal thing. Played the hell out of that. Didn't own Super Mario. Didn't own Zelda. Mm. Played those at my friends' houses. But then you mean Zelda NES or SNES? No, on on N64. Didn't own Zelda. You played. You, you we set, discussed this. Played it at friends' houses. Ugh. Never my house. Wow. Big thing. Got the Dreamcast for my birthday. Right. Had I all friends this. over. Were you at my birthday party that? that time probably had maybe. multiple friends over i guess we we're in like fourth grade fifth grade boom got the dreamcast never got another system after that that was my last system the dreamcast my sister last home console my sister got a gamecube oh you had the gamecube in my your home. sister got one you had hers. a gamecube in your home never really bought many games for the gamecube mm-hmm. bought myself we played worms at your house once i remember that on the dreamcast on the dreamcast bought myself worms a PS3 in college once I started making money overnighted it to myself had it in the morning it was beautiful Amazon Prime oh. I'm on PS3 the day that I got it PlayStation Network goes down due to the hack yes the day that I got it wasn't able to play online with the $300 investment I made for months it was one of the most brutal things I've ever had it was to months was it, it was really? months it was like two months I was talking to my friend, my girlfriend's sister she was like oh it's just a few weeks I'm like I swore it was like months it was like two months and it was a, it was so upsetting to me but I just bought this thing I like finally spent my money first game console I ever bought myself yeah yeah that's a big thing you know that's a big deal to like first buy your first game like console like it's your adult thing and it's you accepting like I am a gamer and I'm gonna be playing games and this is mine you know it's not something that my parents bought me and like I may get a game every now and then sort of thing and then you didn't get to play online. so I never <laughs> we thought the Dreamcast really was my last console of that whole generation but during that time I was getting every two to four years 
very expensive home PCs. That would be like my work PC for uh, school. Okay. But also I would get it with like the $700 graphics card at the time. So since high school, probably I think I got my first $2,500 PC in 2011. Mm-hmm. I've always had a PC that's within like a few years of the best possible PC you could have. Mm-hmm. There was a period in college, which was the period I bought my PlayStation, mm-hmm. when I was like, I don't think I could spend 2500 on that college. Like, my laptop is fine. Yep. I yep. just got to get this PlayStation to tide me over. Mm-hmm. Two years after that, I got a new $2,500 PC. <laughs> and now, five years later, I'm thinking about upgrading that PC. Wow. Okay. So this PC kept you going for a while now. It kept me going for five years, but... I had trouble running Titanfall. It had a good frame rate. Titanfall. Titanfall's a good game. But wait, what talking about now games, we got you through we got through those consoles. I want to hear about like Which what game? The, like the, you know, overall like what kind of gaming where how did you evolve as a gamer in taste and things like that? You know, like a seminal game for me was Halo. I played a million games around Halo, but like Halo was a huge thing, you know. Multiplayer was the a first thing to me since GoldenEye. And then, like, going to friends' houses and staying up forever just playing Halo and, like, bringing out the Smash, like, old school. Like, Smash became old school, you know, that was a thing for me. So, like, what was your, like, what were your more seminal games? What were your evolutions as, like, game tastes goes and things like that? Yeah, I mean, like, Super N64, Smash Brothers N64 was, was everything. Was, right. I never owned Super Smash Brothers. It's a game I wish I owned. I actually went to the store. I never owned Smash. I did own Smash. Went to the store true. to buy Smash, and I let my friend Ross buy it. He he was the one who wanted to own it. And oh. We always played it at his house. Never owned it at my house. Still wow. regret that, not buying that copy of Smash that day. I, ca- I, I often think back and like want to go to, like, you know, what's it called, video game trading posts, and just grab myself a copy of Smash just because it's I think not in my drawer. It's something that will always go up in value. I, I feel like buying multiple copies of Smash. Like 20 bucks. The cartridges? No, they're, they're more than that now. At, at video games trading posts, he'll give it to me. They, they'll sell it to you for 20 bucks. That's a good buy. Yeah, it's insane. Insane. Chrono Trigger's like 100 bucks. <laughs> a, a pristine copy of Super Smash with a new battery is going to go for hundreds of dollars when we're old. I mean, that game is always going to be playable. It's a beautiful game uh-huh. that you're going to be able to hey, It's a go okay looking game. It's like In mean, terms of the design and, sure. and the... Oh, be- oh, right, right, right. I thought you meant like aesthetic. No. Never played Melee, by the way. Literally have never touched Melee. I played a lot of Melee. I think Melee is the... Se- I like the oldest one the best, so... Uh-huh. I think Melee is probably the second best. This new one's okay. It's it's fine. I love it. Are you kidding me? But okay, so Smash was kind of like your entrance to multiplayer is my thing. Where'd it go from there? Like PlayStation 3, things like that. Well, I was also playing, uh, at the t- same time as I was playing Smash, I was playing StarCraft 1 on the PC mm, pretty extensively. Mm-hmm. Played a lot of StarCraft 1. I mean, that, th- that and Smash were like my two... Real gaming loves. I mean, that's where I was at. And then I played a lot of Warcraft 3 in high school on the PC. See, on Warcraft 3, I remember I actually had it. I never had a competent PC, really, just in general. And I had it, and I played none of it, mostly. I just played, like, that first level with the orcs. You know, that was literally it. So Warcraft 3 had great multiplayer, had a great single player, Mm. but then it had a mode called use map settings just like in Starcraft where you could design your own game so Mm -hmm. it became a platform for different types of games to be built on top of 
one of them being Defense of the Ancients. Mm -hmm. The people that were playing Defense of the Ancients in 2006 on Warcraft 3 were pretty selective. They were brutal. They were very good. Mm -hmm. First of all, playing that particular minigame inside Warcraft was very hard to get into the channels. You'd have to be updated to the newest version. They had websites with rankings like mm -hmm. outside of the game, and they took it very seriously. I mean, they, they took it so seriously that they took it out of the game and created their own game. Entered Dota and the whole MOBA scene, pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because MOBAs really are a brilliant pairing down of the RTS formula, where instead of having to worry about your base building, the computer does all that, and you just play the second half of the game. You don't have to worry about resources. Mm -hmm. Your resources come to you by killing enemies that the other is side there any, sends Is to there you. any multiplayer game that's still rocking that stuff? What do you mean? Like the resources and things like that. Yeah, there are real-time strategy games still. Multiplayer real-time strategy games. Really. Yeah, yeah, there are new ones. real-time strategy games worked. In, in a real-time yeah. strategy game like StarCraft or WarCraft 3, you would start I, I, with... Bring me back to Ages of Empires and I'll understand what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> or AoE. You yeah. start with a few guys and you build up a base and then you send out your army to kill the other base. In uh, a MOBA, the base is already built for you and the computer controls it. Uh -huh. So you are just one person in a pre-existing war. Uh -huh. So that pairs down that entire genre into the most fun part. Right. Whereas some people think building the base is fun. There are whole other games that are just base, base building. Play, yeah. building. So it's it's really hard. There aren't many good real time strategy games that are coming. Are we out building now. are we building the real time strategy games where one two player teams, one's the MOBA player and one's the base building player? They they have that mode in StarCraft. You could do that. There For were real. there were two on two modes. Yeah. A popular mode? People played that. People played it. Alright. That's pretty dope. That sounds like that sounds like the most hardcore that could possibly be. Well, I'll tell like you that, that I don't know if you've game. watched a real-time strategy player, like a high-level player. Never really got into this at all. Okay, so... Single player is my bag, and then multiplayer is good for a few games. In South Korea, StarCraft is still a sport that's streamed on their television networks. And the, you need to go watch like some YouTube videos of these people playing. I've wanted to like learn they, how MOBAs work just because I want I want to be ready when ESPN launches that eSports e e we'll channel. Put, we'll know? play some. You could probably play Dota on your computer at low settings. No, absolutely not. Dota, oh, no. Okay. All right, so we, we'll, we'll figure it out. So I never got into MOBAs, although this new Blizzard one. Mm-hmm. Hots, Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, it's pretty I, fun. I like I like the idea of it. It's a more... yeah. User friendly, user friendly, more. You know, it's pretty like good. I played a few games. Kinda. I played a few games. I'm ready for that. You need a team, though. I want to get. A, I never messaged Mark about being on his team and playing. Oh, you should do that. He's. I'm sure still playing. Yeah. Yeah. He's big on those. He's. He. Mark is the kind of guy who will like. He's. He's all in on a game and then you know gone. You know, like he was all in on Mario Maker. I swore he was going to be like, okay, Mario Maker is the game for my life because he's his favorite game is Mario Three. And, like, I'll always respect Mark's opinion on games because it's like, you know what? He doesn't keep up to date on anything. He swears all these other games are crap. But his favorite game of all time is Mario 3. Mario 3 is probably the best game ever. Maybe. It's probably. Not sure if I ever played Mario 3. You're... You, you, I think you showed it to me Mario the 3, last time I said that. Mario 3 could just might be the best game of all time. Like, I love Super, I love Zelda Majora's Mask. This is my favorite game of all time. It is by no means the best game of all time. It's not even, probably not even the best Zelda of all time. 
I'd say probably Wind Waker or what, Ocarina. What, what I would say is that for me, in terms of all time, no game that is 2D comes close to Super Mario 3D. And so it was just a huge leap over it. Love, love Super me, Mario 64. Because for me, another one of my favorite games the of all time. Gameplay in terms of the agency that you have in the world. Sure. So surpassed anything that you could do in 2D mm-hmm. that it wasn't even close. The thing about 2D, for one, 2D allows for such precision, it's insane. Like, 3D has an inherent imprecision to it because you're playing a 3D space on a 2D plane. You're playing on a screen, right? VR is going to change that, by the way, so we'll, we'll get there, right? But anyway... Um, Oh, by the way, one of the launch titles for the Oculus Rift, you know this, Lucky Tales or something like that, 3D platformer. They're going to release a piloting game and a 3D platform. That should tell you something about 3D environments and like the the space that's going to be VR. But anyway, 3D platformers or just 3D games in general are inherently awkward and weird. The C, the, the C buttons should tell you that, right? These were literally designed for the camera. And then the C stick to be designed for the camera which was a leap forward, right? Because it's analog, whereas this is a button. At the time, Mario 64's camera controls were revolutionary. Now they're the most wonky camera controls of all time. I understand all the points you're making, but to me, 3D is just such a big leap over 2D that it's just, it just does, it's not even close. But there's the thing, the idea of the best video game ever is like, what are you looking for? First of all, it's silly honestly right because it's subjective it's silly but just what a perfect game is you could if you're really getting down to like some logic into it you could say that there is criterion criteria for a, the greatest game of all time you know a sense of uh completion a sense of um progression self-taught mechanics and skills right skills that are taught through the gameplay. You talk about this all the time. You say, I don't want tutorials. I want the game to teach me just through the actual gameplay. Mario has always been the master of that, right? 2D Mario, it was the first to ever do it so perfectly, and it's the last as far as I'm concerned. No game has topped how it teaches you how to play the game just by playing the game. There are a few games, you know? There are games that you learn how to do it just by experimentation. But literally, Mario is designed to allow you to experiment, but at the same time, is it's designed to teach you in order to finish the level. That's true. Mario is genius. I mean, it is great, but it's not three. Genius is not to even, like, cover what it <laughs> is. Literally perfect, in my, as far as I'm concerned. Mario 3. There's Mario. Super Mario World. Super Mario 60. Sorry. Super Mario Brothers, which is... Near possibly near perfect game, a little like just unfortunately it is totally antiquated as far as I'm concerned. Not totally, but it's it can be antiquated. Mario Three is so timeless and just perfect in gameplay and mechanics and design and even the music is beautiful. The art is still beautiful to me. You know that's nostalgia talking possibly, but I mean Mario's still very charming looking. Uh, Mario Three, I think Mario Three is probably the perfect game. And as far as I'm concerned, 64, prob- I can't imagine it's the perfect game. It is one of my favorite games of all time, like top five favorite games of all time. Gives you the freedom, and again, yeah, the agency, like you can just 
it, it, it did 3D perfectly. And it lets you take your time, you know, learning it. Whereas Mario 3 and Super Mario Bros, they forced you to, like, you know, they had the timer or whatever. 64 just lets you go loose on this 3D world and play in this playground. So it not only gives you agency, and that's amazing, but mm-hmm. it also gives you what seems to me like a really fleshed out and well thought out world. Mm-hmm. Like that castle, when I was a kid, I had dreams about what might be on the top. And then at the end, literally you get shot up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. No other game does that. Did it I fulfill mean, your expectations, though? It did. You get out of here. Well, I didn't get to it until I was like much older. I never. Right, beat, right. Yeah. There you go. That's the thing. I am. I was so disappointed that like you couldn't ride Yoshi. It's like, well, in Mario World you can ride Yoshi. You get up there and you can't ride Yoshi. I have to wait till Mario Galaxy Two comes out in order to ride Yoshi in a 3D world. Are you fucking kidding me? I was upset. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but I, but I understand the dreams of like what's up there. Thing is, we were young at the time. You right. Know? We we believed in, like, we didn't understand game development. We didn't understand people made these games. These looked like worlds, you know? There was this yeah, but, chamber... Okay, okay yeah. but Mario Galaxy 1, that hub world, didn't look like a world. It was like a shitty transportation hub. Yo, Galaxy is one of the greatest. Galaxy is I mean, the, the greatest 3D platform of all time. In Galaxy are incredible, moment mm-hmm. to moment. But the world is not fleshed out in the same way as Ocarina of Time or... Uh, Super Mario 64, Super Mario 64 the world is just the castle. Yeah, it's a castle. It's like a place that you could like go and explore around. Okay. All right. Understandable. That's, that's, yeah. There seems like there's some history there where this is like a weird. I mean, yeah, I, but there isn't. Like if you played that today, you'd be like, this is just an empty shell of an, of an environment. But yes. to you, there's history because you were a kid and you put it there and it was a castle and you were in a, a, a game place that m- might as well have been real, you know? You were playing NES and, and Genesis at your friend's house. Then all of a sudden you're in this castle. Whereas today, it's like there's no history there as far as we know. Yeah, but they didn't even try. I mean, I remember the hub world for Mario Galaxy was like a weird abandoned airport. Yes, that's that, true. That's not cool. <laughs> so what else did I play? I played a lot of Battlefield on my PC. Played MOBAs at all? You played I Warcraft? I played the Warcraft that's and it was like basically a, there was MOBA. some MOBA. Yeah. And I never I never d- jumped into MOBAs. No, I played a little bit of Defense of the Ancients mm-hmm. when it came out and mm-hmm. it was like the same mm-hmm. as the Warcraft, but I don't know if you know how deep Dota goes. Like it's pretty complicated. I've like, heard. I don't know how deep cuz so I let me explain. It, but so I know. In Warcraft, you were using the game settings of Warcraft to create Dota. So there was all these archaic systems like you had to they didn't program it for Dota. They they built Dota on top of this weird system. Mm. So when they made Dota outside of the game, they just kept all of those old, bizarre things. Mm. They didn't think about adapting it to a new platform. So that's mm. why Dota is, like, impermeable. It's, like, impossible to understand. There's these weird, like, combinations of different items uh-huh. that form new items that you just have to know. They're, like, crazy recipes. That's mm. because in... There was no way because you only. Had I mean, I've uh, all I've heard. It was because the only, only context I have in this is like the barrier of entry of Dota is impossible. Because you only had in Warcraft three six item slots, so mm. you needed when you picked new items, they needed to combine into a new one. So they kept that in Dota, and it's just impossible. You have to learn all these combinations of items, and it's like brutal. those are always the coolest, right? Like there's that sense of cool of like uh, e- e- exclusivity 
of like you know knowing the know-how and stuff like that i mean there's wikis but you need to know that you have to go to the wikis. Exactly. It's like Minecraft. Minecraft was cool before the, it, the console release because you needed to know all those combinations. Knowing to you, go to the wiki is like... It's, and that's what I feel about, gives a lot about this, life. It like, gives it this element of cool. You know? Yeah. You had to go to the... But, but here's a fucking thing. You talk about like, oh, going to go to the wikis is like a huge thing. But you refuse to read tutorials. But you'll read a wiki. Because it's outside of the game. I'll read it because someone has spent a lot of time thinking about the most optimal way to get through this. Do you really think that the people making those tutorials weren't thinking like, here's probably the best way to play the video game we just designed? No, they're trying to come (laughs) up with like an artsy way to show you how to go through it. Or they they designed the game. And this, are you fucking kidding? Fallout 3, they're like, oh, this is the most artistic way. Use the VAT system. 90% chance of hitting their leg. Incredible. Ryan, you're a madman. So I'm going to put you to bed. Because you're insane. Oh, unless I well, you, did you have a topic of the week? Because now we're now we're done. Now we're I think we went through a few topics. Like, this is topic. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get a little more organized. I want I want organization. I want topics like one topic for me, one topic for you. We do the news. We do a little tiny cute segment. We do our topics of the week. Boom 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 boom. That's Dunzo. 